Hello, my name is Dylan Arvella and welcome to the Football South Coast Weekly for Round 16. On this week's show, I will be joined by Jordan Warren and Cal Barron to discuss the upcoming action in the Illawarra Mercury Premier League, while Belambi Rosella Bowden Allport joins us to preview the WGC Cranes District League. This will be followed by a recap of Round 13 of the Builders Club Women's Division 1, as well as South Coast Flames' trip to the Crest Athletic Centre. Still going. Can he provide the service? Gets to the byline. Cuts it back. Here's a great chance. And they have come flying out of the box. We will kick things off with the Round 16 preview of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League. And joining me is Football South Coast reporters Jordan Warren and Cal Barrett. Thank you guys for coming in. Thanks, Dylan. No worries. Cal, straight off the bat, there is a catch-up game on Wednesday night. Albion Park White Eagles against Coromore. You tipped an Albion Park White Eagles win last week. Are you going to change your tip on that one? I, since Albion Park didn't play on the weekend, I don't see any reason to change the tip, so I'm going to stick with the White Eagles here. <laughs> Fair enough. And it's also a pretty big game for the under-23s in this match. Your, your Albion Park White Eagles boys, Jordan, are three points behind Coromore. Big game. It's a massive game. We, we thought we were pretty unlucky in the, when we played them in the first round of fixtures. We lost 3-1. Uh, it was shocking conditions for football, uh, really windy. Uh, and just a few uh, errors made by our own fault sort of cost us a game in that one. So we'll be up for the for the game for sure and, and to close the gap on fifth spot. Mm. I'll be out at Albion Park v Coromel tomorrow night, 8pm kickoff. So live tweets on at FSC underscore official. So ch- check that out and I'll also try and get some post-match interviews up on SoundCloud after that particular match. But let's get into the round 16 preview proper. Starting off with a pretty big game between 6th and 5th. Tarawana at home to Port Kembla. If Tarawana win, they overtake Port Kembla. But if Port Kembla win, there's a 5-point gap between 5th and 6th. So, pretty big game, Cal. Yeah, we're definitely starting to head into the business end of the season. And this is an absolutely huge game for both teams. Port Kembla will really be wanting to push and get that five point gap as I think that would almost put them safely in the top five I feel at this point of the season but Tarawana they're playing well they got that win over Crangilla on the weekend and they'll be wanting to keep the good good uh, form good going times going yeah <laughs> um, so at the moment I've tipped a draw I think it's going to be a real close one yeah Paul Kembler they they got up 2-0 against Picton in the early stage of the matches early stage of the match it went to 2-2 at half time before Cameron Morgan came on to win the match 3-2 for Port Kembla. Port have Olympic, Bulleye and Wollongong United in their in three of their last six matches. So how important is it for them to get a win here, Jordan? It's a must win for this for, for the side on the weekend. Uh, and as Cal said, it basically sews up fifth spot, I think, if, if Port can get the win. And as you said, Cameron Morgan uh, has been crucial the last few weeks and will be crucial for the weeks to come leading into the finals run against those tough sides. Uh, yeah, so definitely... Must win for Port Kembla on the weekend. And are you going for a Port Kembla win? I am, just quietly, yes. Okay, so you said Port as well. I said draw. Draw. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to s- split our bets. I'm going for a Tarawana win. I think uh, Corey Horner comes back into the Blueys lineup for this particular match, but potentially adding some steel there. Um, but really, given it's 6v5, it could go it could go any any of the three ways. But yeah, I'll be going for a Blueys three-pointer. The next game... Arguably a bigger match. It's second v third. Wollongong Olympic against Wollongong United. Olympic won this match four nil last time out, and this this match is huge considering Olympic. If they lose this match, the title race could be over. Considering Bull I play Fernhill the next day. 
Yeah, uh, they've shown red-hot form in the last few weeks, or the whole season, I should say, but the last few weeks, particularly Olympic, uh, and that nil-all draw against Bulleye was particularly uh, impressive, uh, despite them not getting the three points. Uh, and, you know, of course, Yud has been the standout all season. Ueda, sorry, has been the standout all season. Um, but there's also been very uh, crucial members of the team that have gone with the with those performances over the last few weeks. And Patterson, for example, Hardis. Uh, but, you know, if they get the three points in the derby this week, then the title race is not over for them. It's interesting to note that Wollongong Olympic take on Wollongong United three days later in the semi-final of the Burt Birmingham Cup, so it'll be interesting to see how Wollongong United approach this particular match because it's their, their a chance for them to pick up some silverware apart from the grand final uh, later on in the season. Um It'll be real a real test of United's medal though, considering they had such a such a massive defeat to them earlier on in the season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think although United did have that kind of rough start to the season, they've kind of been pulling it together, especially in the last re- recent couple of weeks where they beat the Sharks four one, they beat Tarawana three two. And I think they're at this point now where if they, you know, get a result here against Olympic in the league, they can definitely start to put some pressure on them heading into the finals. Um that being said, Olympic apparently played very well on the weekend against Bulleye, just unfortunately they didn't score a goal. Mm. Um, I, th- I think Olympic are just too good here. I think they're going to eke out a result here. Yeah, I'm going for Olympic by one. If United were to win, though, I think they would put three points between United and Olympic. So it's it's always important considering that United will be hoping to secure a third spot so they get that second chance to come finals football. Moving on to the third game, it's a bit of a dead rubber. Wununa v Cringilla, 10th v 11th. Wununa do have a Burt Bampton Cup game Three days later against Coromel, there's a chance they may rest players uh, for this particular match. As you mentioned, the Sharks, they lost 4-1 to uh, Wollongong United on Sunday, whereas Gringilla lost 3-1 to Tarawana. Interestingly enough, this particular fixture was Wally Savall's last match in charge of Coromel, uh, Gringilla rather, which was a 3-1 win. Um, and I'm going to tip a Gringilla win here as well. Yeah, it's a tough match, I think, and as you said, it is a bit of a dead rubber, and I do think Wanuna will rest players for that important fixture in the next few days, because Silverware is their main priority now. They're pretty much safe from relegation, uh, at, from the well, from relegation from Picton and South Coast to have that under under control. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be a really close game. The the, the round five result, three uh, one Cringilla, probably will go a long way uh, for confidence for the Cringilla boys. Uh, I'm going to tip a draw in this one. So you're going for a draw, and what about you, Cal? Yeah, this one's also quite an interesting game, I feel. Even though it's kind of between two of the lower side teams, we need to do have that Burpton Cup game, and they want to be going full bolt for that now, especially with a game against Coromel. Because really, they just need, what, two upsets, and they've got... They've exactly, got they've got silverware, which is... I don't know if they were expecting that going into this season, but it'd be a great result for them. Yeah. Um, but Cringilla, they're only three points out of Winuna if the Sharks end up. Uh, do grabbing a result here so it could be you know an interesting game where they could seek to try and push further away from that bottom two I'm ultimately tipping a draw here I think it's going to be too close to call mm. well yeah I'm going to stick with the Lions win I heard that Chris Stefanowski picked up his first goal for the Lions last weekend against Tarawana and apparently he looked quite impressive so yeah I expect him to get on the score sheet in a Cringilla win Probably only by the odd goal, though. The last match on Saturday is Picton against the Albion Park White Eagles. Picton, once again, they managed a 3-2 defeat to Port Kembla, which is a pretty pretty strong result, but they need to start getting points with South Coast United eking ever closer towards them, but not sure if they're going to pick one up against Albion Park on the weekend, Gal. Yeah, it's, it's shaping up to be quite a tense uh, finale at the bottom, I feel. 
Picton, you know, they did quite well in that 3-2 loss, but unfortunately they just didn't get anything out of it, which is going to be a little bit disappointing. Um, Especially considering they fought back from, you know, 2-0 down. Exactly. And with Albion Park, they didn't play on the weekend, but, you know, they did have that result against ACU a couple of weeks ago, and they, they're they looking like they're just ready to coast into finals, which is, you know, fine, I guess, for that team. They'd be wanting to do that. Well, that's um, what Paul did target at the start of the year, so, yeah. Yeah, and going up to Hume Oval is always a big ask. But um, that being said, I feel like Albion Park is just going to get a result here. Yeah, I think Albion Park by one or two was 2-0 earlier on in the season. Of course, uh, the match against Coromon on Wednesday night could have a big bearing on this particular match. Do you have any comments on this one, Jordan? We'll be gunning for the three points. That's all I should say. <laughs> Too easy. We'll move on to the Sunday fixtures, starting off with Coromon against South Coast United. South Coast United, the away team here, they did manage a 1-1 draw with Fernhill on the weekend. I was pretty impressed with Oli Carrasco on the weekend. He scored a nice curling effort from outside of the box to score his fifth goal of the season. However, he will be suspended in this match for picking up his fifth yellow card in that particular fixture. But Ricky Batakis comes into the side. He played about 20 minutes on the weekend, looked pretty good. He's had plenty of injury problems, which has kept him out all, of, all this season and a large part of last season. So potentially he could be lining up to start in this particular match. Coromel are a pretty good side. They've got Billy Sovolos coming to fitness. Sam Matthews is, is uh, starting to look pretty good. I think Coromel should be too strong here, wouldn't you say, Jordan? Yeah, I think I've actually tipped South Coast in this one, just to throw a boiler <laughs> out there. I've been really impressed in the last few weeks. I watched them against the, against the White Eagles, uh, and I thought that their defensive display, particularly Greg... Valich was immense with his talking at the back and his commanding uh, at the back from in, in charge of his other players. Uh, and I didn't see the game against Fernhill, but from more reports, it was it was a very similar performance. Mm. And as we all know, Coromel have the potential to slip up against yes small teams. to to ruin our tipping. So I think that actually South Coast might actually might cause an upset. A South Coast United win, 15 games without a a three pointer cow. Look. Greg Valich, Marte Nimak, once they're together, the defence can be pretty good, but that's a big call. Uh, Mr. Warren, do you, are you willing to back him up? Yeah. Well, I tipped SCU to win last week and ended up drawing against Fernhill. Um, it was a, a good performance from all accounts. And I know SCU, I think their three points so far have all come from... They had winning positions and then they've conceded towards the end of the game. and They'd be desperate to turn that around. However, I think against Coromel... They're starting to, I think, push into another gear, and they're looking like they might be a challenger in the finals race. Um, that being said, I think they have to win this match to be to be a contenders, Coral as well. Yeah, so it'll be a huge game for them, and I I, th- I think they're just going to get a result here. Okay, they, this match was five nil earlier on in the season, but you're still going with the South Coast United win. What can I say? I can feel something coming. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Look. I'm going to watch Coromel on um, Wednesday night. Depending on how they go, I might uh, change my tip, but I've got to go with the Rangers win here in the second last match. And on to the last match, Fernhill against Bulleye. This match finished 8-0 to Bulleye earlier on in the season, but Bryce Dunnell was missing for that particular match. Both teams drew last weekend. One side, draw, Fernhill drawing with South Coast United 1-1 and Bulleye drawing with Wollongong Olympic 0-0. Jack Wombo had his first match for Fernhill, um, so it'd be good for him to get a game under his belt. Shin Tanaka moved out wide, still picked up a good goal uh, to get the point for his side, whereas Bulleye, they'll be expected to win this match, wouldn't you say, Cal? I think absolutely, and you can just look at that earlier 8-0 result. They're definitely going to be favourites here. 
I don't think this game's going to be 8-0 again. I think uh, Fernhill have improved, especially as people have now tried to start to figure them out. And Bulai, but they're going to be in a great position if they get the result here. And depending on how the Olympic United game goes, they could be four or five points clear at the top. Um, I, I think Bulai are going to get all three points pretty easily here. Would you say the same, Jordan? I would agree. I'm not going for the boil over this time. Uh, I think that the the Bulai in the in the weeks to come uh, had the chance for them sort of to develop their finals run, uh, obviously making the finals um, and their title run. Uh, and I just think that um, over the next few weeks, including this game, that it would be a good chance for them to maybe test some things out if if things aren't going to plan in the finals. Um, but yeah, I can only see a Bulai victory in this one. Mm. I think Bulai should win this one pretty comfortably. An interesting thing that I'll We'll be keen to look out for is is whether Harry Callahan starts. He came on against uh, Olympic on the weekend for the last 20 or 25 minutes or so and looked really, really dangerous uh, in the attacking third. Be interesting to see if he gets a a starting berth against the Foxes. And finally, we're just going to wrap up with the semi-finals of the Burt Bampton Cup. They're on Tuesday night, so we'll be recording next week's one hours beforehand. So I'll, I'll pick up your tips for for those two matches. First of all, at Memorial Park, Coromel and Winuna. As we mentioned earlier, Winuna have a real chance of picking up some silverware. They're a couple of upsets away. They're the outsiders in this match, but they did beat Coromel 2-0 um, earlier in the season. So do you think they'll be able to book their place in the uh, grand final? I think they're definitely a chance. And as you said before, I, th- I think Coromel have got something like three games in... Uh, six days or something like that with the washout uh, from last week's fixture against the White Eagles and as we said before Winuna could potentially rest players for the, this, this weekend's fixture uh, so they they have to be a chance it's a semi-final um, yeah I personally give me, give me a score prediction personally though. I think that Coromel will win oh score prediction 3-1 3-1 yeah, could be anything Cal yeah I think this one's going to be interesting I know the Sharks they've had district league opposition so far in the cup I think you've watched both of them I no, I watched their game against Oak Flats, but I didn't say a real one. But they they looked good. They just unfortunately couldn't get it done. But they're in the semis, and that's all that matters. Um, Carnival, you know, they're probably going to be favourites from an outsider's view. But I love an underdog story. I'm going for the Sharks. I think one all on penalties. One all on penalties. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, look, I'm going for Carnival, but I think they'll get it done in extra time. So two Rangers wins here. What about the other one? Probably the pick of the semi-final matches. Wollongong United against Wollongong Olympic at Macedonia Park. As we mentioned, the reverse fixture is played three days earlier in the league. Wollongong United do like a cup competition, so I'm going to go with the United win here. Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be another close game, and depending on how they play on the league on the weekend, it could be completely different. It could be one-sided or anything. I know United are a big fan of cup comps. They're always a fan of the preseason cup. They're a big fan of Bet Banton. I think they're going to get done here, but I think it's going to be close. George Antonou did lead the Abbey Mark White Eagles to a Burt Bemden Cup final last season. Do you think you'll be able to do it for the Olympic this year? Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, I was going to say, you know, you, uh, if it's a midweek fixture cup competition, they might rest players, but both sides will not rest players from the history of this season and seasons gone by. Uh, I think that Olympic will, will win this fixture, uh, but it'll be an absolutely cracking atmosphere at the game. Yeah, I think that it'll be a pretty good match, that particular one, because once you get to that stage, and considering they're rivals, I don't think they'll be resting anyone for that fixture. And that wraps up our Round 16 preview of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League. Uh, Cal, you're sticking around for the District League preview, whereas you're off to training, Jordan. Should be a good night. <laughs> no worries, have a good one. That's a dink over the top. Oh, it's something special. And that's why there's so much optimism about him.
Now we move on to the preview of round 16 of the WGC Cranes District League. Cal Barron is still with us, and we are joined by Balambi Rosella Bowden-Norport. Thanks for coming on. No worries, boys. How you doing? <laughs> Can I say that? What's wrong with No, please take it back, mate. Yeah. Yeah, oh, sorry. Sorry. That was polite. No, nah, normally, people, normally say, people don't ask. We're oh, shocked. Oh. We're going to keep that in as well, anyway. Um... You moved to Balambi, obviously it caught a lot of people by surprise because I'm sure a couple of a couple of uh, Premier League clubs would have been interested in having you on board. Um, how'd that come about? Yeah, well, I've worked with Alan Payne before, growing up sort of through state titles teams and whatnot, and a lot of my mates play within the first grade and reserve grade team, so I was just looking to find someone to play with, have fun, enjoy playing football again, really. And how are you finding being at the club? You're a bit of a fringe player at Albion Park last seasons for various reasons and before that you're with the Wolves under 20 side what's it like being a key figure in a men's setup yeah it's been good this year it's it's been good to sort of I don't know just feel have a more important role within the team and it's always a bunch of boys we play with the quality you've got Tim O'Brien and sort of Nick Morgan to sort of lead us around Tor Priest at the back it's just good to be within a, a team that all wants to be there working hard and want to win games. It's yeah, good. You're playing with a lot of players that have played at a higher level, which I imagine for some of your ages, you can learn a lot from them. Yeah, without a doubt. You just see the touch of class every now and then that Ilch pulls out, just flicks out of nowhere or shooting from weird angles that you just think, how are you doing this? Yeah. But that's cool. And normally you're... You're a defender, but you're playing midfield this year. How are you finding that? Yeah, pushed up the park a little bit this week, or this year rather, and it's been good. It's still learning every week. It's just different body positions you're getting into, my back to goal and working together with sort of the strikers, which I've never really done, but it's been interesting. It's been good to learn. Fair enough. We're going to be discussing the Balambi's match away to Kiamat later on in the show. Let's get into the preview. University at home to Helensburg Uni. They lost 5-1 to Bergani on the weekend. Now they're just one point above the bottom two. They do have, and they've played a game more. They're the worst defence in the league. And against the third best attack, I think it'll be a tough day for them. Wouldn't you say, Cal? Yeah, well, it's interesting how they've been pulled into that fight for last place now that Berkeley picked up a result on the weekend. Undera are also in the mix. I think there's only one point between the bottom three. Um, and they're going to have to start doing something quickly if they want to you know, get away from that. That being said, Helensburg, they went down 4-1 to Blamey on the weekend. It was kind of a bad day at the office for them, attacking-wise. But I think they just have the quality about it to get the result here. Yeah, I think it should be a comfortable Helensburg win. Of course, you played Helensburg on the weekend. They were without Cody Cuthbertson, which is a, a fairly big out for them because he's one of the best players, attacking players in the league. Should be uh, should be three points for the away side here, wouldn't yeah, you say, Brody? Yeah, definitely. Helensburg is a strong side. I think they were a bit unlucky on the weekend. We sort of came out really strong. But I think they'll be too strong for uni. And the second game, it's a bit of a de- dead rubber, so we won't go too much into it. It's Oak Flats in 8th against Shell Cove in ninth. Uh, both teams had washouts on the weekend. Um, and both sides are close to the bottom of the table rather than the top five. So as I mentioned, not much on the line here. It is a local derby, but considering this, there's not much to go for. I'm going to go for a draw. Uh, yeah, I think whoever wins this is going to probably kill off the other team's hopes, however slim they might be at making a finals charge. Um, that being said, another team played last week. I, I think Falcons are just generally a slightly better side, so I'm going to tip them mm. for this week. And Bone, you said before we started recording that you have was a bit impressed with how you how Oak Flats lined up earlier in the season when you guys played them? Yeah, I thought they were really strong. It took us a while. Remember, we won 3-0, 3-1, and it took us maybe until the 70th minute to really break them down and take control of the game. I'd definitely be tipping Oak Flats to win that one. Okay, fair enough. Two Oak Flats wins there. 
The third match is Berkeley, who are in 12th against Orilla, who are who are in fifth. Berkeley probably got one of the results of the season in a one 0 win over Thrill, which means it's two wins from their last three matches, two clean sheets from their last three matches. Uh, but they're still yet to reach double figures in terms of goals. They've managed eight this season. Um, Rilla, they're one point inside at the top five with a game in hand. Should be a Rilla win, wouldn't you say, Bone? Yeah, I'd say so. We really are a good team. They set up well. They play some nice stuff. Even though Berkeley have had a bit of form, it seems like a, a Rilla result here, wouldn't you say, Cal? Yeah, I mean, they'd have to be favourites for this, and especially now that they've got that game in hand, they want to be taking three points so they can get away from now they're now chasing Balgowney. That being said, honestly, who knows what's going to happen. Berkeley got a massive result last week against the Rule. There's no point saying Arguably that... Arguably, Thrill are better than Rural, so... Well, I mean, they're sitting they're sitting one spot higher. I think seven or eight points difference. But, you know, um, Berkeley have shown they can go to big teams and get results with that win. That being said, I think the Wanderers are going to get the three points here. Okay, well, last season's shock result was actually a 5-0 Berkeley win at home to Rural, so... I'm going to go with a Rural <laughs> win, uh, because I can't see them repeating that, but... Berkeley, if they can manage a respectable result of... Uh, I hear that Jared King's close to making a return, which if he does, that could be huge, considering they have a doubleheader next weekend, which is, includes a match against Unidera on the Sunday. And we're going to discuss Unidera now. They had a 1-0 defeat to Con- to Coniston on the weekend, and now they take on Thrill, who had that shock loss, as we just mentioned. The Hearts, they conceded fairly early in that match to Dinko Terzik. Tim Cole was ruled out just before kickoff. Their striker that's scored a few goals in their previous matches. Steven Jovanovski, their skipper, is out for this particular match, which could be a, a bit of a blow. I'm thinking of Thoreau should be able to get back on the horse in this one. Yeah, absolutely. I think that 1-0 loss to Berkeley is going to raise a few questions, but I think they want to keep pushing Helensburg, especially that they you know blew that chance to move into third last week. They want to try and keep, keep that chase up. Um, Unidera, you know, they had a pretty good defensive performance against Coniston, but um, missing a few key players this week, I think it's going to be too much for them to handle against the Rule. Through a win, Bowden? Yeah, I agree. You're always looking for the big teams to jump back after a loss. And of the three teams that are currently occupying th- uh, third spot, fourth spot, and fifth spot, who's the side that uh, Belambi will at least look forward to facing in the finals? That's a tough question, really. Ah, it just depends. When we got Thrill, for example, I thought they were really strong. They come out, with the, they just run all day, and they're really intense. I think that's always, especially in finals football, I feel the more intense team tends to come out sometimes. It'll be very interesting to see where that, when we get to that stage of the season. Of course, Belambi haven't lost to any other side other than Coniston this season. Let's discuss the Rosellas now. They travel to the quarry to take on Kayama, who had their match washed out against Shell Cove on the weekend. It's the league's first worst attack, which isn't a very good thing coming into to, coming into a match where they're taking on the best defense in the league. Cal. Yeah, it's always going to be a huge ask for Kaima to get anything. Um, I think if Belambi play like they did in the second half against Helensburg, it, it could be a massacre. Um, Belambi were really good <laughs> last week, um, especially in the second half. They just went all over the top of Helensburg and against Kaima, who you know are struggling a little bit to score goals compared to the rest of the league. It's going to be a big ask for them to go and get a result. Um, so I'm tipping up a Lambie win. Yeah, I'll be going for a Rosellas win here as well. But So with uh, seven games remaining, obviously the, t- the league title is the, the first priority for the side. What's the side focusing on trying to improve over the last couple of months of the season? There's always little things we can improve on. I think 
for us really starting the game off as, as strong as we want to finish we talked about sort of how we came over the top of Helensburg in the second half but maybe we weren't so strong in the first half and I feel like the only real game that we haven't maybe dominated or matched other teams intensity have been that Coniston game so I guess still working on each game as it comes working up towards that Coniston game again but focusing on keeping intense keeping the way we want to play mm. and am I right in saying that most of your game most of your a lot in a lot of your games it's sort of been a strong second half display that sort of yeah, you come away with it definitely without a doubt I feel whether we don't start quick enough sometimes or we we keep a strong start we always finish the game real strong mm. just been good mm. so tough ask for Curtis Campbell's boys down at the quarry this weekend the last game is Bergani against Coniston Bergani they got a 5-1 win over University which sees them go sees them go within one spot of the top five however they've got a really tough run against some of the top five sides over the next few weeks, which means that they're going to have to pick up some upsets if they're going to get a result. Do you think they'll be able to get one of those results against Comstone on the weekend, Cal? I think it's going to be interesting. I think that was the Rangers' first win since round eight or something, so it's been a long time coming, and what a way to do it. Um, that being said, Coniston, they only they did just only get over the hearts, but I think they had a lot of chances that they just were unlucky not to get. Um, it's going to be a big ask for Balgain to get points here, but they need points. Um, that being said, I think Coniston is going to get the win here. Mm. Coniston, from all reports, they were f- dominant throughout the whole game, but they couldn't they couldn't kill off the Hearts. So you know they need to be on the on their guard, and that's a that's a pretty big thing. Those narrow results has been the difference between them and Balambi this season, because your big results have led to y- yourselves having a four against, which is about. What, I think it's 12 or 13 better than Coniston. What's the important stuff for Coniston in this particular match? I like yeah. how you keep pointing to me. Uh, <laughs> they've, they've kept a, another clean sheet against Inadero, so that's four in a row now. They're absolutely killing it defensively. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I know you'll enjoy hearing about that particular stat. Uh, upset win here, Bowden? No. I think Coniston will be too strong. They're a great team with quality all over the place. And they're well coached. And to be honest, I really want them to keep winning. I want it to come down to that rematch. We owe them one. <laughs> It'll be quite a um, obviously a part of that that day at JJ Kelly Parky. Are you obviously there's a few games that you need to keep focused on, but imagine you know a title deciding quotations at Elizabeth Park, which is a very picturesque ground, a fairly tight ground. Five six hundred people in there would be quite a quite an occasion. Yeah, exactly. They packed it out when we played at JJ Kelly Park, and like I said before, we keep taking every game as it comes. But I know in the back of our minds, we're all looking forward to that game. Well, Bowden, it's been brilliant having you on. Um, we're pretty much done with the preview of round 16 of the WGC Cranes District League. Best of luck for the weekend and best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. And Cal, have a good weekend. Thanks, DJ. Saya, not a bad effort. And the second. Well, we've been treated to some special goals this afternoon. And Amy Saya has our third. It is 2-1. Round 13 of the Builders Club Women's Division 1 was played on Sunday with the result of the day coming at Judy Masters Oval with Balgowney beating second-placed University four goals to two to keep their finals hopes alive. Elsewhere, Winuna had their first win in nearly a month, beating Russellvale four goals to one, while Kayama avoided a slip-up away to Fernhill, beating them to one. Albion Park played their State Cup semi-final at Mayanbar Oval and they had a resounding 8-0 victory over Balmain and Districts. They now face Northbridge in a replay of the 2017 final. Park's State Cup commitments meant Thrill had the weekend off.
looking ahead to round 14. And interestingly enough, it is 1v2, 3v4, 5v6, and 7v8. With the pick for me being Wanuna against Kayama, with the winner all but assuring their spot in the top four. Now they search to take that advantage. Nickel's going to try it. Oh, he's going to come up with something special. And from 2-0 down, they're 3-2 in front. South Coast Flame ventured to the Crest Athletic Centre on Sunday night to take on Bankstown United, who are challenging for the state league title. The league's leading goalscorer, Mitchell Cross, scored twice in the first half to set up a 3-0 win for United. Flame had some positive moments late on, but there was just a gap in quality that the side couldn't manage to overcome. The under-20s picked up an important point, helped in large part by a double for captain Daniel Lucas. He scored his second in the final minutes of the match to secure a 2-2 result. The under-18s had another frustrating day when they let a half-time 1-0 lead slip to go down two goals to one. The side travelled to Wagga Wagga for the second time this season to play the Wanderers. First grade kicks off at Gissing Oval at 3pm on Saturday with live updates on Twitter at SC Flame FC. That wraps up this week's show. Be sure to like Football South Coast Match Centre on Facebook and follow at FSC underscore official on Twitter for all the latest scores, updates and reports. My name is Dylan Arvella. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Arvella. And until next time, enjoy the football.